This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Luke and Pete Show. It is a Monday. It is incredibly warm. I'm sweating and I'm joined by my good friend and compatriot and colleague and uh, fuck buddy. (laughs) I thought you were going to say notable sweater then. Notable sweater. Are you a a sweaty man? Not really. No, I'm not. And I was going to pull you up on it. I'm not really. I I felt like Friday, let's be absolutely clear with everyone, including ourselves. Mm. Friday was too hot. Friday was disgusting, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I what, found Saturday quite quite naughty. I thought, I thought, I thought it was beyond the pale Saturday as well. Is that because you had a hangover? Because <laughs> I had a hangover. No. <laughs> but I was, I'm covered in um, mosquito bites. Ooh. What's that about? Where did mm. they come from? Do you, do you Especially... find it interesting that like some people just don't get them? They just don't bother. It doesn't bother some people. Apparently, um, something to do with the blood. O negative. They're really attracted to no O negative. They thought they find that particularly delicious. Yeah. How do uh, they know where? How do they know where? To, the thing I don't. This is not said enough about mosquitoes. How do they know exactly where to stick their little beaks in? Is there just blood everywhere in the body? I suppose there is because every um, time you cut yourself, you bleed, don't you? So I, I, I was thinking yeah. of them as plunging into a actual a vein, vein or artery. Yeah. But obviously, they're not. They're not doing that, are they? Clearly, no. It's not like a watering hole. You think that they'd sort of, uh, yeah. You think that they'd, you think that they'd sort of be very specific about it. No, it's always so you could protect certain veins. You could have a little map, a protective map that yeah. was um, specific to your uh, vein uh, map, and you could protect yourself that way. Well, but some little, kind of um, like demilitarized zone for mosquitoes. Well, yeah. Say? Well, just kind of like buy some strawberry laces and just spread them out <laughs> along the along the level, and when the mosquito flies down. It starts to try and suck on 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 what is unfortunately uh, a strawberry lace. I think we should probably entertain the idea of just getting a certain human being that just simply isn't that important and putting them up mm. as a sacrificial body blood bag. at dusk. Yeah, like a human blood yeah. bag at dusk in yeah. the gardens all across suburban England and saying, "Let's agree to disagree." Sit down with the king mosquito and say. Yeah. Tell your people that that's a that's a that's a yes. Everywhere else is a no go zone. Get Steve. Get 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 Steve for crying out loud. Steve's the one who has the best blood. So get involved. Are mosquito bites even that bad? Uh, when you've got about twenty of them, they get a lot of press. Itchy. Don't they? They're all itchy. I need one of those like electrical like piezo, um not mortars. What they call those little kind of things you find in lighters. To make a spark, I need oh, yeah. one of those things to spark. I think if you apply 
a voltage across it, it uh, it, it distracts from the the itchiness, and the itchiness goes away. Oh, probably, nice. probably quackery, but I've yeah. certainly seen enough uh, enough of those uh, pieces of machinery and boots to know that it seems to work. Most things are quackery these days, though, aren't they? It is, yeah, yeah, and and they're usually served up to my uh, to my Instagram. I've noticed that they're using a lot for a lot of the uh, vitamin uh, adverts. They're using a lot of like NHS staff or people in scrubs, sort mm. of going, "Oh, I drink this uh, meal replacement thing because it's delicious and it helps me to you know get through twelve hours of saving lives, etc." And also, there's one where I I'm a bit offended by it, um, where they basically have a specific kind of vitamin gel, uh, like a vitamin gel kind of like cube that you eat, mm. and and it, and 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 you can select from like about fifty different um, vitamins. And apparently, they three D print a specific uh, like you know uh, design just for you, a uh, little vitamin. Um, but I, I don't believe that they do three D print it. I, I, I think- what is your Instagram in the future? Well, it's just like a 3D... They say it's a 3D printed, which I basically just think they mean they just stick the the different flavours together. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they're, they're packaged <laughs> up, and they've got your name on it, and, and, and yeah, and you go, this is all made for me because I am iron What deficient. they've said there, Donny, is they've said, if we just talk about the recipe for this, he's not going to buy it. If we talk about no. it being... But if we talk about being 3D printed, he's all in. So let's just call it that... And see yeah. what happens. How do you even three? Can you three D print food? That's not even possible, is it? Yeah, you can three D print food, but I would say that. Can you? But um, how though? You need the ingredients. You, what do you mean? Well, yeah, well they've got the ingredients. <laughs> what do you mean you need ingredients? Well, but what I mean is, and this may show me up as being a, a horrendous luddite again, is that if you're three D printing, say a, I don't know, a gun, but it's made presumably it's made of some kind of reinforced plastic material plastic, yeah. that they have. So how do you how do you 3D print a bit of food? Because it's got to be made by nutrients and substances that are suitable for eating and all the rest of it. It doesn't make any sense. Well, like, what, what, how would you make a gingerbread house? You get a lot of gingerbread and you let it dry in, 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 in slabs. Um, Is that the first piece of food you thought of? What, well, I'm just trying to think, what, what could you kind of 3D print really, really easily? I'm thinking gingerbread houses. Why are we not having 3D printed gingerbread houses? Instead of a, um, a nozzle that melts plastic, have the nozzle just dispensing um, soft gingerbread, uh, and 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 yeah. and have like a warm light on top of it that, that that instantly cooks it as it it instantly cooks every little second of it. If you think about I'm it, in. when you when you <laughs> when you get battered fish from the fish and chip shop, it's three D battered, isn't it? Because you have to drop it in, and it stays there <laughs> in that kind of suspended animation in the fat, and then you take it out. It's almost like being three D printed with batter. It is, but if if you presented, if you made something uh, with a three D printer that looked like a, a, a like a, a half lot, you'd be like, "That is what the fuck is that?" <laughs> something's, something's gone very wrong there. By the way, um, speaking of kind of um, like technology and everything, um, so every so often, something will come up in conversation with my lovely wife, and it'll revolve around the film, and she won't mm. have seen it. And you know how tedious I am, Pete, about stuff. Like I'll be like, "I can't believe you haven't seen that," and. Um, right. And the, the stars aligned on Saturday to where we were talking about the film Aliens, right? Yeah. I can't remember why. Why were we talking about the film Aliens? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. And um, Mimi was like, oh, I haven't seen Aliens. 
And I was like, oh my God, it was like my favourite film when I was a kid. And um, so we watched it together on Saturday because we had a couple of spare hours. And she loved it. And obviously I really enjoyed watching it again. And it stood up really well. But one thing is um, that's amazing, we've talked about this before, but I would recommend a revisit of the film, Pete, if you haven't watched it recently, because I think it was made in 1986. And right. the 1986 idea of what the future would be like is just amazing. It's so cool. It's the coolest a lot of green, thing. A lot, of, a lot of green screens. A lot of uh, like a lot of computers just seem to be still CRT. Like the plasma screen was never invented, and it seems yeah. like the um, all of the everything's really chunky still. Everything's a bit chunky. Everything's uh, still got that kind of um, kind of almost industrial kind of uh, oh yeah very uh, industrial yeah. But, but Pete a great example would be you know these days modern weaponry in warfare even in oh, 2020 so is frighteningly good right it's drone warfare it's kind of mm. it's all done um, as well with like um, cyber terrorism all that kind of stuff right I know you hate the word cyber but you know what I mean anyway the idea in aliens of how you know a gun is futuristic is because it's, it's got a little LED counter on the side that tell me how many bullets you got left Yes, like Quasar Laser. Yes. How cool is that? So you've got this crack group of colonial marines in the year 2150 (laughs) or something. They're hypersleeping for years to distant Mm. planets. How do you know how many bullets you got left? There's a little LED display on the side. Look on the side. Why are you still using bullets? It's not even a laser gun. (laughs) Well, it's it's not a laser gun. It's just a. No, it's just bullets. Oh, so they could open up their little cartridge and count how many bullets they've got. It's a pulse rifle. They're still reloading it with a magazine, mate. Right. It's just okay. great, thought, though. I'm not criticising it. I love it. I thought the pulse rifle would still be firing out some kind of electromagnetic uh, material. Possibly, really but as far as I understand it, it isn't. And also, um, the 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 kind of dropship they use to get from the big space shuttle down to the planet, it opens up hmm. two big wings and then another two big wings, and both the second set of wings have got like 16 80s missiles on them. <laughs> Fantastic. How cool is that? It's just great. It's great. Probably probably a terrible time to tell you that I've uh, I've also not seen uh, Aliens. So. Right. <laughs> Tune in on Thursday for the next episode of Luke and Pete Show, because <laughs> that is the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> I think you've. I think you're going to have to watch it before we record next, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's on Amazon Prime for free. Yeah, but I'm look. We're all busy at the moment. I, I, I don't know how I can get away with going uh, to my loved ones. I'm sorry, I can't meet you for a little bit of food or, or a beer. Uh, I'm watching Aliens yeah. because apparently it's important. Well, don't do that. Lie, obviously. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah just say you're lying. working. I forgot about lying. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do the lie. Hey, uh, I, uh, I, I may be uh, pockmarked with uh, a ridiculous amount of uh, bites and whatnot. Yeah. Um, really adds to my overall sort of homeless look. But uh, you would not believe what I uh, saw at the weekend. I was in a street where a man was doing what could only be described as my most hated uh, thing to do, uh, basically, poi, fire poi. Oh, Just, you don't want it. You don't want it. Don't, you don't want it. You hate to see it. And the best thing happened, he was swinging his fire poi, poi around and he fucked it and it smashed on the ground. Yes. And the top came off and the fire was was uh, was out and he just looked really stupid. I was like, ha-ha! I think fire the most poi. offended you'd ever been is when I said to someone, 
like a mutual friend or whatever, or someone that I knew and you didn't, I said that you you did fire poi and you got really pissed off. You won't remember it, but you got really pissed off. And I think I might have accused you of enjoying fire poi on this show before as well. And I, I, I regret that because it's an insult that that is just the most serious insult you can imagine. <laughs> I didn't even like fire poi when I went to Glastonbury for the first time in 1998 or whenever it was. I thought it was shit yeah. then. And imagine yeah. how impressionable I was then. Well, it's just like kind of like a, I don't know what you call it, but it's a fire pipe, but it's like a stick, like a hard stick that they do, like a like a, a, a big baton, a big... Uh... Not like a Diablo with a string where you throw the little spinning thing up and down. No, not that, or not the fire pipe on strings. It, it was like a big, long kind of like a, like a, like a twirling baton, but it was... Where did you fire. see this? Where were you? I was just in, the, in, in, in like a street in oh. London. What? That's so what? strange. Like, why is he doing guys it? Doing, guys, you know... Was it a white man with dreadlocks? Uh, it was a white man. Uh, he didn't have dreadlocks. He, he, yeah, he looked like he just smelled of petrol because obviously yeah. he just smells of yeah. petrol. I, f- I found a um a funny story on the uh, on the BBC website this weekend. Right, it was, it was amazing. It's a um, story of a fox in Berlin. Right, this urban fox in Berlin. I'm not sure what area of Berlin, but um, had been stealing um, stealing flip flops. Right. So he would go right. to like the local campsite or beach bit or swim. Well, I, can't, I, don't, I don't know exactly what it was, but basically he, he was going into people's gardens, I suppose, and stealing flip-flops that had been left out, right? Okay. And the reason that um, this fox got caught is because there was a man who got so pissed off with shoes going missing that he kind of got into it and followed the fox back to his little den and found all these shoes, right? So anyway... He he does that. He goes back and he and, and at one night he sees this fox with two flip flops in its mouth. So he follows the fox right, and he gets back Caught. and sees sees all Red these flip flops. It's like I mean I tell you what, this American Life will do a series about this at some point. And and, <laughs> and um, but this the best bit about the whole story is that he goes back to the fox's den, thinks right, brilliant, I've solved the mystery, found it, found all these shoes, goes through over a hundred different shoes including running shoes flip-flops slippers all sorts of stuff and his own shoe isn't in the pile so it's another fox or he's just lost it's, it not, it's just not or... there it's just not there so he <laughs> thinks he's now the guy but what he's actually done is incorrectly accused a fox with admittedly a mountain of circumstantial evidence but he yeah, is not uh, yeah. guilty of that specific crime yeah, it's a bit. It's a. It's a bit like the Maddie investigation, isn't it? They 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 found that a lot of men, problematic men, were in the area. Yeah. So obviously they were problematic men. <laughs> problematic men were uh, were in the area at the time. So, uh, so, so obviously their well, inquiries went in a, in a certain way. But but this guy, I think he's look. He's got the fox bank the rights. He's 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 the local um, shoe thief. What? Why do the why do the fox need them? Well, the thing what I what I do know is that this fox is going down for a long time, but this man will not have closure. <laughs> he will not have closure. Uh, oh no! <laughs> but it, interesting enough, Pete, in the in the article it said um, that um, it linked to another article with a load of um, biologist kind of researchers who have said that um, there's clear evidence that urban foxes are becoming more and more like domestic dogs, and what's happening might be the same thing that happened thousands of years ago and how wolves became dogs. They would right. come closer and closer to the camp. They start to build up a kind of symbiotic um, relationship. It would work for both parties. 
this might be what's happening with foxes now although obviously most people kind of just hate foxes don't they which i think is unfair but um so you could see a repeat of that so maybe in ten thousand years time people might have uh domestic foxes not dogs that'd be nice i think uh, but uh, i would very much like to see uh the foxes wearing all of the shoes that they've stolen though yeah all at the same time that would be that would be fun i think that would be a bit of fun could a fox's a toes even get between the little bit needed for a flip-flop probably not Probably not. No, you'd, you'd you'd probably be able to fit. Yeah, you'd, you'd, there'd need to be some modifications made to uh, the flip flop. Uh, in the uh, abs- in the in the absolute, not there in a while. Uh, in the Scarlet <laughs> Studio, uh, their choice. There was a tiny pair of ladies' shoes. Um, Jules and we're not talking like no, we're not talking Jules Breach size. We're not talking Kate Mason size. We are talking like three centimeters wide like three centimeters big they were the tiny little shoes well, and i don't know where they come from yeah like off a off a off like a off a toy off a, if it's a sort of like if you bought a fighting figurine of the queen that's the kind of shoe she'd be wearing right huh. and i have no idea why they exist <laughs> where, where, whereabouts oh, were they just in the office just on the side near the uh, alcohol gel I, I, maybe weird. a tiny woman took her shoes off to uh, alcohol gel her feet. I, I don't know. It's weird. Again, I'm, This American uh, Life will do a series on it. I am going to be investigating. Yeah, you should. <laughs> I, I, read, I, also read, Pete, I also read this weekend that doing one hour of slow breathing a day can quite literally change your life. There are as many different ways of breathing as there are eating, apparently. Um, there are as many different ways of, of, of breathing as there are eating. So you can eat really right. fast, you can eat really slow, you can chew loads, you can not chew, you can swallow things whole. You can apparently breathing. Oh, okay. If you spent, if people spent more time focusing on their breathing and not taking it for granted, there's like an automatic function. They might be a, little, a lot happier. I don't know why. It's dangerously close to fire poi for me. I admit, but. <laughs> Uh, I read it this weekend and I wondered if it would help because you you are someone who famously has asthma, so maybe it will help yeah. you. Well, as an asthmatic, I'm 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 painfully aware of what of what my lung is doing. Lung, <laughs> one of my many lungs is uh, doing. <laughs> I've got I've got three like a like a cow. Um, uh, <laughs> no, they have stomachs, not not lungs. Yeah. Um, um, yes, yes, that that was that was my little joke. Oh, I get it. <laughs> that was my. That was my uh, I can't get joke. your jokes. I can't get your jokes when I can't see. So, the whites of your yellowing eye. <laughs> they are getting yellow. I just want to lie down. It's at Mondays, man. Oh, by the way, how's your neck? How's your neck? Neck's better, yeah. Next, next better. The only time we've ever missed a show was because my neck just exploded. Is it completely uh, better now? Yeah, it doesn't hurt anymore, so that's good. That's a good thing. I just, I just want to get over this. I just want everything good to get back to normal, Luke. I just yeah. want to buy uh, a Calippo... And take, I mean, you can do that anyway. I want to buy a Calippo and I want to drink a beer in a pub and not have to worry about everything all of the time. I want everything back to normal. Uh, it's not going to happen for a long time, uh, but I'm just thoroughly sick. Would you say <laughs> that you are the real victim of this whole pandemic? Yes. Yes, I would. And on, um, on, on that note, we should take a break and come back <laughs> while people can compose themselves uh, and then read some emails. All right, then. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And we're back on the Luke and Pete Show. If you would like to get in touch with the show, it's really simple. Hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. Uh, we've had a great, <laughs> we've had a great email. Uh, come in and uh, I'm going to be so careful with this one because there are so many notes at the top of this email saying, please don't read all of the email address. Please do refer, <laughs> to, to, please do refer to me as T. Um, the potentially embarrassing reasons may become obvious later. Uh, so T, thank you for your email. Uh, I'm not going to read your email address. I, I don't think I've ever read anyone's no, email address. No, we wouldn't I'll, do that anyway. That would be a GDPR, isn't it? We're GDPR. Uh, yes. Hi, Luke and Pete from Anonymous, or T. Long-time listener, first-time emailer, coming from a British guy who lives and works in China. Thanks for supplying me with so many half-research facts over the years, which I half remember, <laughs> uh, and regularly spout, spout out without a second's thought. Who needs context or a legitimate source in 2020 anyway? The main reason I'm emailing today is in regards to the show finishing question of worst things found in your dad's drawer. I'm slightly ashamed that after all of my... Holy moly. I'm uh, slightly ashamed that after all my hours of listening, this is the first thing I feel as though uh, as I can contribute towards, but I will power on anyway. Good 15 years ago, in my mid-teens, I decided I was going to have a rummage around in my dad's drawer to have a flick through some old photo albums. After spending a good 10 minutes uh, realising that photo albums are actually quite boring and that seeing pictures of a nine-year-old version of myself standing on a beach in Corfu is pointless, I was ready to retreat back to the TV. However, just as I was placing the photograph album back in the drawer, I uh, noticed a plastic bag folded in an odd shape. Hmm. Being the curious person I am, I instantly reached for it and unravelled the bag. To my absolute horror, uh, I was sitting on my dad's bedroom floor floor, uh, grasping a huge dark brown dildo. Ooh. When I say huge, uh, my mid-teen self would have approximated this to uh, have been about 12 inches. More than enough, one would, yeah. one would, one would argue. Uh, now, most people's fair. first thought, most people's first thought would be shocking enough. I assume it would go uh, along the lines of, oh my God, which member of the household does this belong to? However, my parents had been divorced at this point for many years, and my father hadn't been seen anyone since, uh, and it wasn't mine. The kind of thoughts you get at that moment are enough to scar the mind of a 15-year-old boy. You would think all of this self-inflicted torture would be bad enough, but no, I could still make the scenario worse. About two weeks ago, after two weeks after, rather, I could no longer keep this to myself. For some reason, uh, I couldn't get the shock out of my system, so I decided to bring a friend in the, in on the uh, scenario. I'll never do that. Boomers. That is a textbook thing a 15-year-old boy would do, and that is the worst idea you could think of. Never do it. Um, yeah, uh, march my good friend with uh, the quite appropriate nickname of Beaver into my dad's room and uh, revealed my dad's secret. Instead of the shock and amazement that I'd previously reacted with, he fell to the floor in fits of laughter. <laughs> I tried to explain my feelings, but the laughter would not stop. Luckily, and that's why you don't uh, invite him. That is why you don't <laughs> invite him. There. Look, luckily, this made my 15-year-old self try and look at the funny side, so I joined in. Roll on a few months, uh, my dad, uh, a local uh, cricket coach, now secretly known as DD, short for Dildo Dad, uh, was, not, <laughs> was, was not quite as funny to me. 
However, years later, the anecdote lives on, but I'm happy to say he still has no awareness of the event, and I'm sure his ignorance is living in bliss. The only way I could foresee uh, Dildo's dad's massive secret ever being fully exposed if Pete blurts out my full name from the email address, especially as my father and I share the exact same first and second names. Um, thanks for your wonderful shows, and I hope that I have something more insightful in future topics, although my 2-2 BA honours degree in English language may suggest I cannot be seen as an expert in many fields. Thanks to Luke and the Pete. T. Uh, I've managed to climb through that Dildo minefield without exposing him. Yeah, you Doxing did. You him. did well. You did well. Yeah. I, I think realistically, T, you're going to need to find because our listeners will demand this. I mean, this is this is, this is not really the end of the a story, picture. is it? This is the start of a story, and I think realistically, you are going to need to find some way of approaching your dad about this and telling us what he says. Yeah, yeah, it's uh... <laughs> it's a tough assignment, uh... but you started it, mate. Yeah, yeah, it's not too, it's, 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 it's not too bad. It's, 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 it's problematic. But look, it's, uh, it, it could have just been a present, like a joke present or something. Yeah, I, th- I, I was, I was wondering whether he was going to say that a fox stole it and they had to go and get it back, and there was a hundred yeah. dildos in the fox's collection, but his wasn't there. <laughs> um, uh, and by the way, um, I think T. T should stay in touch on this. I, I can't see, a, I can't envisage a situation where we just leave that one there. And it's on you, yeah. T, so you're going to have to get back in touch, yeah. mate. Um, yeah. I've got an email here from uh, Andy, who says, um, and it's talking about um, your the thing we talked about last week, Peter, around pot noodles and cheese. Right, okay, cool. Um, he said, I've been catching up on recent episodes um, while undergoing my two-week mandatory quarantine in South Korea. And I firstly wanted to say thank you for helping to keep me entertained during this strange time. I was coincidentally listening to the chat about Pete's pot noodle innovations uh, while making a similar dish myself. Now, for those who don't remember or haven't heard last week's episode, I was chastising Pete um, for putting cheese coleslaw in a... Is it a chicken and mushroom pot noodle, Pete? Uh, Correct, yes. Yeah, and I said that that wasn't really... Well, first of all, I don't think eating a pot noodle is acceptable, but uh, adding cheese coleslaw to it makes it you know, even less acceptable. That was just my opinion. It's, you know, it's mm. not right or wrong, it's just how I feel about it. Yeah. But Andy says he was preparing a similar dish himself and he feels that Pete might be onto something because apparently in Korea, instant noodles are often improved by the addition of Asian-style fish cake uh, or cracking and stirring an egg in to thicken the broth and then finishing off with a slice of processed cheese. I'm aware this sounds like an incredibly bleak meal, but believe it or not, it's actually delicious if still very much a guilty pleasure. <laughs> Keep up the good work and thanks again, Andy. So, Pete, how do you react to that? I'm enjoying it. Look, I, I, anything. I think the uh, we are very uh, closeted uh, and, and very sort of um, simplistic views about what a uh, what constitutes a pot noodle. Uh, we're very used to just soy sauce packet, maybe in a Bombay bad boy, a bit of curry sauce. But elsewhere, you might have like. You might have like a like a, a, a freeze dried chicken katsu slice. You might have mm. um, all kinds of crazy mustards and and uh, oils and things like that to just elevate the the, the ramen uh, above the normal. So yeah, yeah, play with it. Put an egg in it. Put an egg in it. I don't think you can call the noodles in a pot noodle ramen, can you? Well, similar similar sort of makeup in it because dried ramen. That's how people make ramen most of the time. Do you know what I used to really love? I used to really love super noodles. Yeah, why were they so super? Were they just really? They were they just had a lot Quick. of energy in them, surely. Quick, yeah. 
quick. Aggressive, sweet and sour, frequently sweet and sour flavoured. I used to <laughs> nail down, absolutely nail um, super noodle chicken flavoured. And I also used to nail something that Laura Kirk on revisiting one of her other shows talks about quite a lot. Um, those pasta and sauce packets. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, well, you'd I've put got, them in. Um, you put them in a pan. I think, uh, from memory, I think you put them in a pan with like a bit of milk and butter. Right. They were delicious to like fourteen-year-old me because my parents both had jobs, so I used to have to go home, let myself in, and uh, yeah, and, and basically just cook whatever. And it always used to be like Finder's crispy pancakes or pasta and sauce or super noodles or something like that. And obviously, it only happened a few times a week, to be fair. And yeah. um, I think my parents wouldn't wouldn't have liked me eating that stuff kind of quite so regularly, but um, <laughs> I mean I've got a huge amount of affection for super noodles, particularly when you get into university years as well, where you just bang them in the in the pan when you've had a few beers. They're about fifty p each as well, which is a bonus. Get yourself get yourself down the uh, the, the Chinese or the Korean or the uh, yeah. You get you get the ones with like um, you get ones that are like these thick kind of pasta sausages that are very big. Young Buck? No, probably not Young Buck, but uh, these sort of thick pasta sausages uh, in a Would really hot, spicy sauce. Definitely recommend. Definitely recommend. Uh, you just put them in a, you just put them in a pan, put a bit of hot water in them, put the sauce packet on top. Beautiful. Lovely. I've got one more email, Pete, before we chip off. Um, it's about Nintendo. Um, a load of people have got in touch saying, don't bother playing Goldeneye anymore because it's rubbish, which is really <laughs> depressing to read. And you said yeah. that yourself last week. It sounds like you're absolutely right, so I might leave that one there. Um, but um, Haytham's been in touch. says, hi, guys, following on from the Mario 64 chat on Thursday show. I just wanted to make Luke aware that you can download a Super Nintendo SNES emulator complete with games from the Nintendo Switch store completely free. Oh, apparently. Wow. It's hidden away under the free-to-play games. When you download it, you get Super Mario World, Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, Star Fox, Kirby, Donkey Kong, and loads more. There's also some football and wrestling games to keep you busy, Pete, as well. Um, Lovely old job. Most games are also two-player, so you and your wife can enjoy, says uh, Haytham. Great heads up that. Thank you very much for getting in touch. I might try that later today. But mm. at the time, I was um, kind of hankering after some N64 action. Super Nintendo action, though, is also great, so maybe I'll give that a bash. Fantastic. Well, look, I, I, the, th- the, th- the problem I have with like, GoldenEye is the control system. So if you're playing it on anything other than the original device, I would yeah. say don't bother at all. But yeah, um, the original N sixty four controllers were pretty iconic, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, and then the Wave Bird on the old GameCube, beautiful. Uh, there was also uh, one in, in one. Of the, I think I was talking about the Nintendo ROM leak uh, earlier on. Uh, well, the last show, effectively. That's why we had that horrible no Mario noise. Yeah. Um, apparently, uh, one, of the, one of the games, one of the big games that was uh, cancelled but released in this ROM uh, leak, you know, an unfinished game, yeah. uh, was a, uh, a a Japanese role playing game based around being a hockey manager. <laughs> so like a, an emotional Strange. look at being a hockey uh, manager. Very enjoyable. Would you have you ever, <laughs> have you ever got your feet wet on that one or not? No, no, it looks very confusing, and uh, presumably it's all in Japanese, so probably yeah. not going to bother. I used yeah. to always play NHLPA Hockey '96 on the um, Super Nintendo. It's wicked. Detroit Red Wings uh... were the team then, man. They had so many good players. It's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, fair dues. Well, yeah. that's the video game review of the week. But Pete, it was to be honest. The reason I liked it is because it was just basically like playing a top-down, um, vertical five-a-side game with sticks. 
Yes. Where you could okay. hit people. Would you uh, at any at any point just punching happens? Because that's oh yeah, because you don't fight. They, they would, the referee would call a fight, and you could get involved in a little kind of impromptu boxing match as well. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Enjoyable. That. <laughs> On that note, we should get out of here, Donny. Let's get the frick out of here. Yeah. Um, we'll speak to you on uh, Thursday, if that's all right with you. Yeah, back on Thursday for loads more of your stories, loads more of what we've been up to. Keep it locked on Luke and Pete. If you love the show, tell your friends, leave us a review wherever you get your pods as well. It helps us a great deal. Thank you very much for your company as ever. Hope you have a great rest of your Monday and a great rest of the week. And we'll be back on Thursday. Say goodbye, Peter. Goodbye, dear Lord Addies. And it's goodbye from me as well. was a Stakhanov production. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.